Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Out of nowhere, this topic was brought up. I, I, I think I've heard it almost on every podcast or on social media, Bengals discussion. It's the Trey Hendrickson. And then I'm going to get moving on to other defensive players when it comes to other second contracts. There, There's conversation that, you know, maybe the Cincinnati Bengals should move on from Trey Hendrickson after the season with another year left. What do you think? I think that makes a lot of sense after you spend a first round pick on a defensive end like that. Um, the Miles Murphy pick could be a way to save money from the Trey Hendrickson uh, contract. And then you think if Joseph Osai takes his step, is that a way to save money on the Sam Hubbard contract? And now you've got much worse depth and that combo probably wouldn't be as good even in two years when this could happen than the Hendrickson-Hubbard combo. But with the offense trying to get more expensive, it makes a lot of sense to make the defense cheaper. You're not going to make the defense cheaper if you sign Trey Hendrickson to an extension. Although I am always a proponent of keep star-level talent. So I'm on both sides of that. Like if they keep him, that's smart. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Got to keep your studs. If they let him go, makes sense. You're keeping your studs on offense. Uh, You can't pay... T, Chase, Burrow, Hendrickson, and everybody. What is a productive year for Trey Hendrickson this year? Um, hmm. I thought last year he was good. He just didn't have some of the same luck that he had just in terms of he'd get to the quarterback, but it'd be a quarter of a second too late. So it wouldn't be a sack. It would be a, a quarterback hit, a pressure, et cetera. Um, I think I 
unfairly will always think 10 sacks would be just like a generic benchmark for what I would want out of my best pass rusher. What if he gets eight and a half and Miles Murphy was getting reps too this year and Miles Murphy was able to squeeze out maybe two or three of those sacks? What would you think? Would you still say that was productive for Trey Hendrickson if he's not the full timer out there? Um, ooh, that's an interesting one. I think that has a pretty good likelihood of a two to three sack from one and eight and a half from Hendrickson. Cause I think, and I'm going to answer, I'm going to try to look this up real quick. How many sacks did he have last year? Because it wasn't in around eight and a half. I thought he was, I thought it was an okay season last year. Like I think the number a little bit to like six or eight. Six and a half. Eight. He had eight sacks last year. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned unless he has like six sacks, and then I have to like go into the idea of like, well, why is that happening, and is it actually a regression, or is it? To me, I thought Carl Lawson was good in 2020. Yeah, mm-hmm. in 2020, but he had like what, like six sacks or something. Um, some of that's luck. Some of it's, you know, other guys aren't helping him as much as he needs. Some some of it is, you know, he's getting there, but he's not finishing. Maybe you want a tiny bit more out of them. Eight and a half sacks. I think that would be fine. I don't think it's bad. I, just unfairly my expectation for him and nobody else on the team is 10 sacks. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, we, we've talked about it before, and I still feel like I would say before Miles Murphy and Joseph Asai on what year that they could possibly have together uh, where you're not just leaning on Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson to get to the quarterback because they've struggled getting pressure and getting to the quarterback, and a lot of their money is on the defensive line. Um, you want to get cheaper on defense. You mentioned it already, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Those are the extensions. Those are the core. Those That's where I want the money bags to go if you can go cheaper on the defensive side. I, I'm sticking with this Trey Hendrickson conversation because it really surprisingly was just a hot topic recently. And I think we're just at a point in the offseason when there's not a whole lot going on. So we're like, oh, what other topics can we bring up? And I'm okay with outside Jonah Williams and Joe Mixon because we're moving on to something new. Uh, but but we'll, we'll stay with this conversation. And you look at Trey, he's getting a little bit older, and you say, you know what? We still want Trey here. We just don't want them at the number that they are going to have to pay him in 2024. And they're able to possibly get Trey to take a pay cut. Do you think Trey would make more money on the open market and just say, release me, move on from me. I'm not taking a pay cut. Oh, I don't think they'd ask him to take a pay cut. Uh, like in terms of like whether or not he'd be released if he didn't take a pay cut. Like, that, I don't think they would ask that but you never know uh i don't know <laughs> or somehow. i mean they just maybe they you still get the money and the thing is we'll, we'll find out soon how in the past the Bengals have been very low with contracts they're going to pay you out and I, I i said it on our podcast last week look i I'm, I'm just waiting for the number for the joe mixon thing i really do think it's going to be reduced they've had those conversations behind the scenes but at the end of the day, will I be surprised if he makes what he's supposed to be making this year? Not at all. And they just say, we're loyal. Uh, we get last year, the production, we really do have faith in you and what you're going to be able to bring to the run game. And you're going to get the contract that we said we were going to give you. Um, and maybe the same thing with Trey Hendrickson. But I think that this year is going to be really telling on when it comes to the reps. What are we going to see out of Miles Murphy? What are we going to see out of Joseph Asai? Um, what does that mean for the future of your defensive line where you have to save money? And I kind of want to go to another player because 
because he's been a topic too when you talk about these contracts and what the future looks like. And this one, this one hurts a little bit because DJ Reader is one of my favorite players on the defensive side of the ball. And I always think of DJ Reader in those Titans games and just what a difference maker it is when he's on the field. Um, and unfortunately, you know, he's had to deal with injuries here and there, but, he, but he's still a, a huge part of this defense and almost like the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. What does DJ Reader's future look like? Because that number is getting high for his position. Yeah, so it, you, you got to look at nose tackle, not just defensive tackle. But I will say, I think Dexter Lawrence just signed a big deal. So nose tackle price may have gone up a little bit from where it was. He's not going to be signing Aaron Donald money. And I don't think teams are going to be willing to pay him Aaron Donald money because he has to affect the passer a little bit more. Prime has to have a primary effect on the passer a little bit more. I think what he does to affect the passing game is to allow the defense to insert more resources into the coverage unit uh, because he's such a good run defender. You don't need to ask as many guys to defend the run, at least as heavily. I think his future is interesting because he is the defensive guy that's going to be up for a contract that doesn't really have a replacement on the roster. That's, I think, the thing. But, you know, Von Bell was like that. So it doesn't mean he's going to stay for sure. If he wants, you know, if he wants to set the nose tackle market, he may very well be gone. Um, But I also think, I don't think that one is a foregone conclusion. Not that any of these really are, but... It may be I, I'm blinded by him being um, my favorite to watch of the defensive players that are going to be up for a deal soon. But when I look at like no guy is on the roster with a replacement, they've had chances to draft nose tackles and they end up drafting 280 pound defensive tackles instead. That guy's not going to replace him. Even in season, it ends up being Josh Tupo to replace him. And I don't think the team would be comfortable with long-term starter Josh Tupo at nose tackle, who I'm not sure, but might be about as old, if not older than DJ reader reader is getting near the 30, which is to a lot of people, the cliff. Although I think there is plenty of evidence to suggest that nose tackles, their cliff is a little bit further along just because it's not as much straight line athleticism necessary for it. It's a lot of strength and some moving side to side, type stuff uh all that to say 50 50 i mean if he gets a deal with the Bengals, it's probably not a super long one it's just a we don't have a guy that could do what you do so three years or maybe four years that's really a three-year deal but the fourth year's there in case he's still a dominant force in three years and you're willing to pay that amount of money um that's what that's what I think could happen, but it very well could just let him go and they find a replacement in the draft or do what they did at safety this year when Von Bell left, which they kind of expected that they might be able to keep him. You sign a guy that's starting level and then you draft a guy that you're higher on. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
Sports Center anchors and current sports obsessives were consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on alternate routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, to be to be determined on what that looks like. And, you know, it's it I I liked the days when we didn't have to talk about contract extensions and what these players, you know, who's going to be here when you have this core because they were able to have those few years. But we are we're going to be in all of those topics. I mean, look, Joe hasn't signed his yet. T Higgins could be signing his this offseason. Logan Wilson could be another one that they either say, you know what, we're going to have conversations with Logan Wilson, but we're going to get the season started and we'll work something out with Logan Wilson next year when we're talking with Jamar Chase and what that looks like. But DJ Reader is someone where it it kind of bums me out because I, I, I not that there's not mutual that he could return. I just I guess I'll be a little surprised if he gets another contract in Cincinnati, which I would be totally okay with being wrong when it comes to DJ Reader and him being able to finish his career out here. Um, and and you just that's you know that's going to be his decision because maybe he can make more money on the open market. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with DJ Reader. I want to go back to Logan Wilson. How you feeling about that right now? Is we're we're in June. I said I feel like the contract extensions for you know the majority of the players when it is Joe and T would would more than likely get done towards the training camp timeline, but do you feel like this team is just going to be like mm, let's just wait and see? We have Jermaine, we pay Jermaine, and maybe they don't give Logan Wilson that. I think um, nothing has really changed for me since um, a few months. Yeah, a few months ago. Uh, but I, it did change in that moment, in that moment being Jermaine Pratt's contract. Before that, I thought, and I think you thought as well, Jermaine Pratt's probably gone. They're signing Logan Wilson to a big extension. Then Jermaine Pratt re-signs, and it's a little bit below what the market would think for a linebacker of his level of play. Maybe he took a hometown discount. That's rare, but it does happen, and this could be a situation that it did. He just wanted to stay and win in Cincinnati. He just loves, loves it here so much. And is Wilson able, is Wilson willing to do the same thing? I don't know. Is Wilson's market bigger than Pratt? Probably. But is the team willing to pay that? That becomes interesting. I think it's more likely than not he is going to sign a second contract with the Bengals. But I moved from it being almost a certainty into just like a, this is pretty likely to happen. Like, do you feel more, do you feel better about, it's hard to not use hindsight with this question. Do you feel better about Logan Wilson signing a second contract with the Bengals? Maybe that could be this off season. That could be next off season. Then you did Von Bell coming back after uh, the regular season this past year. That's a really good question because if you were to ask me the first week of February, I would have said Von Bell and Logan Wilson are coming back. Mm -hmm. So being in this position, and and I truly feel like they wanted to bring Von Bell back, uh, and and maybe Von Bell felt better. Maybe the the number was just a tad bit different when he went to the Panthers, just like the opportunity to try something different. And they said, you know what? We all of a sudden have some more money in the bank. Let's go ahead and call Jermaine, see if he likes this number. And I feel like Jermaine Pratt, I still feel like it was a steal. 
what you're able to get for him because he was unbelievable last year. And I get it. I get it. Go get one of your best defensive players back. Bring him back. You you have Lou coming back a couple weeks later and at the or a couple weeks prior to that, and 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 you're golden. But at the same time, your safety position takes a hit. So I'm not really answering your question, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. I am just rambling away and just saying, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm at this point right now, the closer we get, and we really the Bengals have said it before. They're they're pretty quiet behind the scenes when it comes to the talks, what they're having with the agents. And I think that's that's awesome. I really like it. But we're really not hearing a thing about Logan Wilson right now. Yeah, I wanted to real quick look it up just because, I don't know, we always talk about one agent. <laughs> so I yeah, see. I mean, he's nowhere right now. You don't hear yeah, him anywhere. I, uh, we always talk about um, – Whatever, I can't think of his name right now, but T Higgins agent. That was Jesse Bates's agent. That was Deshaun Watson's agent. That was, he's like everybody that's going for a giant contracts agent. I want to look up Logan Wilson's agent. And I mean, to me, it looks like his, the guys that this guy is um, also representing is Zach Ertz, Dalton Schultz, and then a lot of young guys and guys I don't know. Austin Hooper is in there. Uh, but it's not a lot of big names, so I don't really have a feel for what the agent is going to try to push for. I think it's going to be what Logan Wilson may or may not want or what the agent is able to pick up and has heard what other teams may be willing to pay Logan Wilson because I do think the one part of Pratt's deal is that he probably didn't have much of a market at all two years ago, and maybe he knew that, and maybe that market grew this past year and then this offseason grew even more, but... I feel like it's harder to turn – I feel like it would be harder to turn down the money when I've felt like I'm going to make like this big extension money for longer amount of time. Like Logan Wilson's probably known since last year that his, you know, his market value is pretty up there. And if he's known that since last year and the last regular season and then this off season, and maybe we have no idea how the contract talks are going, there's no leaking, which is great because that's usually bad. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's more than likely he signs a second deal with the Bengals, but I also think that we, I'm no longer certain. I do feel probably similar to how I felt about the Von Bell thing where it felt like we all just assumed Von Bell will be back and then we'll figure everything else out. And then Von Bell left and now uh, they signed Pratt unexpectedly. And, you know, sometimes things just happen, you know, there's a randomness to this all that it makes it very unpredictable. And even when you're studying the team and what they've done in the past for years, still moves out of left field will surprise you. There's more I want to get to the uh, when it comes to these contract talks, and we're going to move on after that. But it just feels like it ha has been a discussion in uh, the Bengals world, and, and I think mostly just because there's not a whole lot going on, and you think about the future for some of the other guys that we really haven't talked about uh, next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.